Welcome back to the Value Driven Investor Podcast, where we forge value-driven investors on a mission to live life on their terms. No matter where you have come from or where you are going, becoming a value-driven investor is in all our best interests because becoming financially free allows us to focus on what matters most, fulfilling our purpose. Our community of value-driven investors is committed to showing you the way. With the support of this community, you are sure to reach your goals. For all of us in the value-driven investor community, there is no greater gift than the gift of giving because together, anything is possible. We're back on another value-driven investor podcast episode. And we are going to go into part two of the short-term rental, the vacation rental, the Airbnb, the VRBO.com. But what are we talking about today? We're talking about staging for the experience of it. We talked in the last podcast, part one, about short-term rentals in general. Bob and I got done with that call and we were like, gosh, we have to talk about staging for the experience of it because if there's one thing that Bob has learned is that the more attention you pay to giving your guests an experience that they can't forget or an experience that they want to tell their friends about, the better chance they're gonna come back, the better chance they're gonna give you a review, and the better chance you can increase your rates on your property and beat the market. Grando, again, as always, buddy, good to have you on today, man. I'm excited to talk about this. Me too, man. I'm super pumped about this, and I'm glad that we uh, we realized our uh, podcast the other day was going to go for four hours. So breaking it down into <laughs> smaller bite-sized chunks is probably good. Exactly. And we swear today it's going to be under 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, so, you know, good yeah. luck on that one. Yeah, no doubt. But no uh, doubt. yeah, I mean, Bob, you're going to pretty much take it over now. If you guys have well, not found our YouTube channel, we have a YouTube channel, Value Driven Investor YouTube channel. Check it out because today is going to be a classic example of where we're going to share screen. You're going to be able to see Bob's actual rental property that he has. It's a, a Airbnb vacation rental, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we're going to show pictures of that. So if you are listening to the podcast on the audio, that's awesome. And if you want to check out this video that we have, you can either go to our podcast, vdipodcast.com, find this podcast episode, click on it, and you will see the video recording, and you can watch the video recording. Or if you want to check us out on YouTube, obviously we have uh, a YouTube channel, Value Driven Investor YouTube channel, where you can also see the video, and you guys will get a visual along with the audio today. But today, we are going to go deeper into staging for the experience on a short-term rental vacation uh, property. Now, what is the, the point here? The point is, number one, I wanna let you know, we could seriously talk about this for like 10 hours, just staging totally. for the experience of it. There's so much detail and every little detail matter, matters. I mean, if you go to a Ritz-Carlton or if you go to a Holiday Inn, there's a big difference. That's what you're paying for. And that's what you're going for when you are trying to become a short-term rental property that makes big money. So today, Bob's gonna lead the conversation and I'm gonna uh, control the pictures and the experience. Grando, take it from here, bud. 
Awesome, man. Yeah, this is going to be, I think, a really good thing uh, to go through. Uh, I like your thing, revenue by design. I see that in our notes there, revenue by design, making sure something's designed and spending some money on it. But uh, what can you elaborate real quickly on what that means to you? I just want to see if we have the same thought process on that, Tim. Yeah, revenue by design for me is really about, um, it's about what I just said. Like, are you the Ritz-Carlton? Or are right. you the Holiday okay. Inn? Because I the Ritz-Carlton, they have a lot more upfront expense, you know, and we're looking at all of this as a business. They have up, more upfront expense, but then they get more revenue because they're able to charge more. Because when you walk right. in, the second you walk in, all of a sudden you just have this experience and you have this feeling about it. Yeah, and we all know those types of experiences that we've had, you know, when you walk into something and, and you go into like a hotel room and there's like treats in the room there's things that are there that really make the house or the hotel really special. You know, from A to Z, they've thought through that whole process from the customer experience all the way through. And I think today, when you think about your Airbnb, you should think of it exactly like that because the hotel industry has done it right. And they figured those things out. You can go stay at a one-star hotel and you have an expectation of what you're gonna get there. But if you go to a five-star hotel, like Tim says, you have another expectation. So that revenue by design is probably one of the, the, the best things and the key takeaways today that you could walk away from. So starting out and like, you know, looking at like your Airbnb or your future Airbnb, it was brought to me, you know, by my wife, Shelly, um, who set up an Airbnb, who was like, you know, in the event industry, which is where she came from before she moved over to the investment side with us, she focused on creating amazing experiences, you know, $200,000 weddings, $300,000 weddings, that, wedding is going to have a certain experience and a, you know, $10,000 wedding is going to have another experience. Exactly. Still a wedding and it's still the same concept. So it doesn't matter where you're at. I guess the point is it doesn't really matter where you're at in life with that or how you're doing it, but those things are equally as important across the board revenue by design. So when you're looking at like your Airbnb and you're thinking, gosh, how am I going to set this up? What are we going to do? How are we going to get this thing done? You have to think, what is the experience I want the person to have? And what is the look and feel? And it comes down I mean, what's really cool about this is it's, it's basic real estate. When you're rehabbing, you're flipping a house or anything like that, the first thing that you want to create is that curbside appeal. Wouldn't you agree, Tim? Yep, and what I'm gonna do, so Bob, I'm gonna share the screen. We just give me a heads up? I uh, wanted to obviously have you on the screen for the intro. But oh, now I'm gonna share cool. the screen here and just make sure that uh, we're seeing your property. Okay, should we cut that? <laughs> Coming back. Are we you seeing see, your property? I see the property? Yeah, I see the property right there. Okay, perfect, let's go. Cool. Yeah, so when you're in there and you're looking like, what's the curbside appeal of this property? Now with, with, that, with, the, with the university area bungalow that we have, we're taking that property and we wanted to make it so when somebody pulled up, they get this cool feeling of like, an old bungalow that's been rebuilt for the modern times. And we wanted to have some cool little design features and things like that in the front of the house to kind of make the house pop so it didn't just look like every other house in the area. And a lot of the houses in this area are kind of run down. So we also went and kind of looked at like, what is our competition doing in the area? What does the front yard of their house look like and what what's going on? So we kind of went through, figured that out and then realized we just need to design an amazing front experience, which is why we did the cool little checkered walkway, why we did a nice sitting front porch because it's a walkable community. And we know that, that one of the experiences we could provide is somebody sitting on the porch in a local community, um, 
sitting there as people walk by so they can chat with them and things like that. So that's kind of one of the cool things um, when you think about curbside appeal, but it also relates to real estate. When you're in investing and you're doing stuff, you're trying to beat out the neighborhood and give that house that extra pop. Um, and the thing I like about like landscaping and outside exterior, you know, details is it doesn't really cost a lot of money to do. A lot of this stuff you can you can do over time and kind of build it up, which is what we did on this whole house. We kind of built it out in segments. So. Bob, that was a, I'm glad you touched on that because that was the first thing that came to my mind is like, well, how much does that cost? Because it looks expensive, but then I know you. And you are very budget conscious, you and Shelly, and I bet you it isn't even close to as expensive as I think it is, but isn't that the point? Revenue by design right there in front of your face. Exactly, man. Like that that walkway and front porch was maybe like um, 1800 bucks. Uh, that was that was probably the most expensive thing. The rest of that is just a dry creek bed, and the reason we got rid of all the grass and everything was so we didn't have to do landscape maintenance exactly. all the time, and that was just a total pain. So we wanted to cut that cost out, and so we have to have somebody come like once every four to five months to kind of weed things out and make sure it looks good. So um, the next experience, when you walk in, what's the feeling you get, right? Uh, that HGTV effect is what I like to say. When you're, when you're selling a home uh, as an agent, you know, you want your buyer to help create that HGTV effect through staging the home. You know, when you're flipping a house, it's the same concept. You want to create this experience for somebody when they walk in and you want them to think, man, I could see myself living here, right? So in that experience, you don't want it to be too personalized, right? You don't want it to have like all your family photos and all that type of stuff up. Same thing with like an Airbnb. So when you walk into the, to the Harris house, it's a real small house, it's only 1300 square feet. So when you walk in, you can kind of see like, you get this experience of wow, luxury, right? This is a small house, but it also has really high-end furnishings in the inside. And that's probably one of the, the big things I think that you should think about is making sure that your furnishings are not cheap. Like you see in like, we've all stayed in those um, vacation rentals that have had like, it looks like grandma and grandpa's old couch. Um, and you find those in a lot in those like cabin type settings, you know, like you're up at a lake somewhere and they've got like the stuff that they've always had from the 1970s. It's not bad. It gets you through the weekend. It's cool. But, you know, could you imagine walking into that same cabin and having a nice, beautiful leather couch? Having, well, and you know what? You, know, you nailed it because like I just lodge. rented a cabin up north in Minnesota. Yeah. And it wasn't cheap. It was a it was a nice cabin on a great lake in a great location. But it was a 1970s. The guy must have bought it and just was like, whatever, I'm going to rent it on location. Probably wasn't yeah. even doesn't even really care if he's making that much money from the feel of it. But it was just vintage 1970. Now, what I'll tell you is it's kind of cool going back to vintage 1970. But when I'm looking at your place, I definitely feel like, man, I'm getting the Ritz Carlton experience when I'm looking at your place. Totally, man. And that, and that, you know, but you can do that vintage experience. That is a thing. Like there are themed out Airbnbs everywhere. And this is a really good point that you hit on. Like if you pick a theme like that, you can do it. But just make sure you buy the newer couches that are retro, right? Like <laughs> mid-century modern furniture is a certain look. You might not want that couch from 1950 with the original fabric on it inside your house, unless it's still amazing quality. But you know, when you think about it like that, it, it, it is kind of interesting because you can kind of create those experiences, but you just don't want that worn out garbage stuff. And you also don't want to go you know, so over the top 
you know, that it's so expensive that you're afraid that it's going to get damaged because things do happen. You know, not everybody treats a house the same way, you know, so how I live in it and how you live in it might be different. And I have, you know, kids that are teenagers, you have kids that are younger, maybe they're jumping on that couch, you know, so you just want to kind of think about those types of things uh, when you're going through, through the house. But Bob, um, okay, give everybody, because I think numbers are something that is people really want to understand. And again, I know you don't know every single number inside and out. That's not really what yeah, we're looking for. Yeah. But more generalization of, you know, how do I do this? How do I find a leather couch and, and find it at a price where it doesn't feel like I'm buying, you know, room and board furniture or something that's right. just going to go through the roof? You know, what what are these little details or like that, you know, that uh, that must be like a bull skull up above the tree, the TV there. Now, yeah. like what I love about that is it just gives the room a feeling or the antlers on the table like that. We're, we're up in Oregon. We're in the mountains. Right. And like it gives that feeling of of nature and whatnot. These are simple little touches that when you walk into uh, an environment, and I know this from staging, obviously, my own uh, personal builds and, and, and properties and whatnot. When you walk into an environment, you have little touches like that. It truly makes it feel different. Whereas if Bob had all just bare walls, you wouldn't really have an emotional feeling to the property. So what are your, what are your thoughts around maybe even costs or just some tips or some, some ideas there, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like with any of that type of stuff, so... You know, we actually really love Wayfair.com. Like that's a place where we buy a lot of stuff. A lot of their couches and stuff come and they're collapsible and they're easy to move around, things like that. You can find really good deals. You can find not low grade leather couches. You could actually buy any type of leather couch on Wayfair that you want. Um, but the other thing is uh, World Market's another great place. Like all the pillows and stuff like that, a lot of that stuff comes from World Market. It's getting that theme. The antlers, you know, we're from Oregon, so we have antlers. So we're like, hey, let's kind of make this theme here. The cow head or the, the skull up there, I think we found that at a thrift shop. You know, so thrift shopping is one cool thing for people who, I shouldn't say thrift shopping, but those vintage stores, they're all over the place, you know, kind of like where they have all the, they're repurposing stuff. You can go through there and just find some cool little decal or, you know, accents for your house that, that, that kind of give it that extra pop, you know, and, and you'll notice like in, oh, go ahead, the, uh, the, the back uh, of the couch there in that photo, it has like some cool little trees in the back that are LED trees. And oh. those are like pottery barn trees, you yeah. know, just to fill in the spaces and make it feel like such a cool environment that you just want to hang out in. And that's what you get in that living room. You just truly yeah. want to hang out. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Yeah. So the kitchen. So the kitchen is something that, you know, I know Bob can talk about. There's so many details, like just looking at this, I can yeah. see all the different details that you have considered for the experience. Now, we don't have enough time to go through every single thing that Bob and Shelly talk about or, or not even talk about, think about when it comes to the experience in the kitchen, because the kitchen right. statistically is the most important piece to a vacation rental because most people that do a vacation rental actually do it because they want to cook they want to entertain um, and they want to they're probably having a, a more than one family or they have a bigger family and it's a gathering and we don't have time to go into all that but again in our uh, value driven investor membership we are going to go deep into the strategies around vacation rental uh, short-term rental kitchens and bathrooms because both of those are big money makers but Bob give us a little insight on what you got here on your kitchen because you, yeah, you so rebuilt kitchen, this I mean, like this is a remodel right 
yeah, I went back to the studs, studs up on that one. So, um, and, and that area used to be a wall. So now it's, you know, it's, it's a bar top area and all that right there. But the, the biggest thing that you want, just what you said, you know, people want to go there so they can cook and stuff like that. Cool thing about this house. Um, we have a lot of people that come in to the university and they want to cook for their kids that are going to the university and do that type of stuff. So it creates that experience, but we wanted to create an experience where everything revolved around the kitchen. That's why it's got a nice bar top or an Island, you know, it's a small house so we still want to create that open space um and and that was the key there and and the thing to remember when you're trying to create an airbnb that has an experience you can't have like those cheap walmart pots and pans people need to be able to cook on stuff that they're gonna you know be able to actually cook and prep and everything and the, and the kitchen needs to have all the right stuff in it so that way somebody can do it so you don't want to just um leave a bunch of garbage in there and, and then have them have to go to the store and get everything. But when you think about the design, you need to think about, you know, from the design perspective, how do people want to live in their house or how would you want to work in a kitchen of your dream house? You know, exactly, exactly. Um, okay. Well now the dining room, the dining room, uh, you know, one of the things that I know when I've rented a vacation rental or short term rental is that, if I don't have, if I, so let's say the place has, yeah, we sleep for 10, but the dining room mm -hmm. table is only for five. Like how important right. is that to have a table and seating for enough people if you have a bigger place or a smaller place or whatever? Yeah, so what I always imagine is, you know, the people that are staying there is one thing, but typically they're visiting somebody in our town. They typically are visiting somebody, so they might have other people over. So we always want to make sure that we, at least we have enough, a couple of extra chairs that can go around the table um, and, you know, um, maybe some extra chairs kind of hidden around the house that they can drag in there to kind of create that space with each other. But you want to give it just enough, just enough room so people can get around it, this and that, you know, but still have a nice experience, um, not too cluttered, but you know, making it look really clean. Yeah, this, uh, your property is fantastic yeah. here, man. Yeah, it's a cool one. And then, uh, you know, like the other next thing I think is probably outside the kitchen, you know, what's your bedroom experience, right? So when you think about an Airbnb, a lot of times if you have three bedrooms, it's not always just mom, dad, and the kids going somewhere. A lot of times it's couples or maybe it's three couples. And so with all of our Airbnbs, we try to measure, or this Airbnb at least, um, we try to measure and make sure that we can get a king bed in every single room. So, and that was kind of an oh, important wow. thing, or at least two two twins in a room that maybe can be pushed together, but I'm not a big fan of that. Whenever I've had to do that, and you, you're like the odd person out and you show up late and you get that you know, bedroom with two twin beds and you try to manwich it together so you guys can find I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's horrible. So it's yeah. a horrible experience for somebody. And so we were going through and we're like, well, I would want to know that I could stay in every bedroom of the house. Um, because if I were that oddball person out that showed up late and got there in the middle of the night, you know, it's like, I'd still be really awesome. But I showed up and said, man, there's a king bed here. This is going to be sweet. Cause you're what always about the kid's that, situation right? though. Like what if you have, you know, I mean, cause like myself, it's my wife and yeah. I, and then we have two kids would yeah. we want to have a couple singles in a room for the two kids? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I think like with kids, most kids that are brother and sister and like that are totally cool to stack into a king bed. You know, that's okay. my feeling. Okay. And um, if not, a lot of kids crash on couches. Kids can sleep anywhere, you know. So thinking for the kids is, you know, making sure that the king bed can cover them, which it can. Um, but the one exception to that is like having one of those baby play pens, you know, those 
those little collapsible yeah. things. We make sure there's one of those in the house. I think my brother That's gave it huge. to us because we needed one at one time. Somebody asked for one, and uh, we just never gave it back to him. But um, it made it makes a lot of sense, right? Because they may show up and like, oh, I forgot this, and if they open up a closet and it's there. They're just like, oh, my God, these people yeah. have thought of everything. Exactly. And they're not in the middle of the night, you know, panicking, running to Walmart. So the kids are important, but we look at it more of the perspective of what do the adults need? Because kids are resilient. They can pretty much do whatever, you know. And then um, when you think about that master, the most important thing is king size bed. And the next most important thing is TV. I've been to a lot of Airbnbs where there's not a TV in every room. And you see some of the pictures in this one. There isn't a TV in every room because the pictures are kind of old. This has been a progression for us over time where we figured it out. Um, the last bedroom, I think there, um, yeah, one of the bedrooms there, it doesn't show a TV, but now every bedroom has a TV. Everybody bedroom has its own remote connected to the internet, all set up perfectly. So if you guys, you know, if you're experiencing, you got like two, three people in the house, they may want to be together and then hit the road at nighttime and chill out, watch some TV and go to bed. So it's creating that, that routine experience that they might have at home. So they feel like, they're taken care of and they feel like they're actually in their own home or a home that they wish they were in. But, you know, if you have a, I think on top of that, the master, there's always a master, right? Master, master, master bathroom is probably the next key thing is to make sure that the, the master bathroom is put together and the main bathroom is put together just with everything that they need in it and just make sure it's good and clean, simple. You know, it doesn't have to be overly fancy, um, but it just should look amazing and clean. Well, and again, I mean, we're going to go deeper into this because we've had so many questions. I mean, how many yeah. questions do you get from people, Bob, about vacation rentals? I mean, it's like every day I'm getting questions about vacation rentals. So we, uh, we're definitely going to go deeper this uh, in our community, Value Driven Investor community, which obviously is ValueDrivenInvestor.com. You can sign up um, because this is just this is the easiest way to become a real estate investor if you're going to house hack or if you're gonna actually buy a second mm -hmm. property. Today, we're really gonna focus on, you know, we're trying to focus on a house hack because this property is a property that Bob will live in and he will he will Airbnb out when it's somebody reaches out and he will go find someplace else to live. So we're, talk, we're talking to you, if you're there and this is your house because just like Bob, this is his house and somebody calls up and you're like, gosh, I gotta make a couple extra bucks. I gotta have a revenue stream here, you know, this is what Bob's house looks like. And then he puts it out on Airbnb. And whenever somebody says, yep, I want to use it, then he finds an alternative. And he has a, he has a, a alternate, uh, um, don't you have like a uh, camper or something? So then yeah, you can take off a, and I go up north? I have a travel north? trailer. Yeah, I have a travel trailer that I'll take off in. And, and really our strategy, you know, this house, the strategy was for Airbnb was to keep it so it didn't have permanent, you know, renters in it because we want to go and do the every two year thing with our primary residence, right? So every two years we want to get in there, clean it up, sell it so we can get the tax-free exemption, the two out of five year yeah, exemption. Huge. Um, and so then what we do is we sell it, then we move back into that house and then we have the pain and suffering of having to be the house hackers again and we got to go through and make sure we can Airbnb it out while we're there because you don't want to take it off Airbnb. You get hit pretty hard in the rankings if you do that. So we keep it on there, drive up the price a little bit higher and kind of work that angle. But ultimately it's not our permanent home, it's just kind of our fallback home and then we move out to the next one which you know we're working on um, planning our new construction build. And that's just, 
you guys, if you're that person going, gosh, I really want to get into real estate. I really want to be a real estate investor. I can really see how I can add an income stream or revenue stream, which would allow me to get away from that W-2 job that I, mm -hmm. I just don't enjoy. I want to have this life on my terms. I want to have the, the convenience and the schedule that I want. I just need the money and the income to make it happen. This is one of the best strategies you can start with. It's the very basic strategy. You have a house, you live in the house, you set it up, you put it on Airbnb, you put it on vacationrentalbyowner.com, and you just say, you know what? If somebody decides they want it for this price, I will leave and I get to make some extra money. This is a great idea. So Bob, let's go a little deeper now on, um, here's some more pictures, backyard. obviously. But yeah, it's let's get backyard. to this backyard yes. because I think this is the money right here. When Bob talks about experience, and then he, uh, after the call yesterday, he's like, yeah, check out my property. And I, I checked it out. I was like, oh, Bob, you know, you were talking about the backyard. And I'm going to tell you what, just looking at these pictures, like let's let, before we even go to the backyard, Bob, marketing in the short term rental vacation rental property category, like just looking at your pictures, Bob, I'm getting excited. I've looked at a lot of uh, vacation rentals. Airbnb short-term rentals and I don't see pictures of glasses. I don't see pictures of antlers on the coffee table. I don't see these leather couches. Like I'm getting excited yeah. just looking at your place. You know what I mean? Like, so how important do you get compliments about your pictures? How important are these pictures and this staging by design and this revenue by design just through the photos? I mean, it's just like in real estate, trying to sell a listing, it's the exact same thing. Those photos make or break it. You get something that's weird and you can't quite tell what's there, or you can't figure out the bedroom situation, it, it, it can ruin it for somebody deciding to make that happen. And like this, I mean, you're gonna compare properties, right? When you're looking at a town, you go, and is this one, what's this one got, what's this one got? Well, you start seeing like, this backyard where it's got all these games, you know, it's got that, it's got a Jenga that's not even in there, it's got this outdoors area, it, it just lets you know that this is the next level um, Airbnb. And our reviews are always amazing on it because people are like, oh my God, I can't believe it had this, I can't believe it had that, this place is perfect, definitely will be back. And that's what you're trying to create, right? Because you wanna create it for the long term where when these people come back to the same town, the only thing they're thinking is, can I get back into that house and stay there again? And Bob, do you are these professional photos by a professional photographer? Are you the one taking these photos? I mean, where how are you getting such great photos? Yeah, dude, we I mean, everything's professionally done. Like you don't it's like $150 for professional photos and, you know, you bet you shouldn't be shooting photos just like in real estate, you shouldn't be shooting it with your iPhone or anything like that. You want a pro to come in, get those angles and get that done. You know, it's funny, you're saying these photos are amazing. I'm looking at picking them apart myself going, these photos have to be updated, so we gotta get this done. Next time it's all <laughs> set and ready. You know, it's like, there's some, it even looks better now than it does in these photos. And it's kind of like, I just need to get those things all dialed in and reshoot and have the photographer come back out. And but I think that it sums it up is so. that when you have a vacation rental by owner, uh, uh, Airbnb, whatever you call it, um, you, you're, it's always evolving. Like everything's changing, right. it's always getting better. You're always looking for ways to make it better. And that's the revenue by design is that Bob is always tweaking this so that he can charge more money, make more revenue yeah. and get more, more people filling it up faster. So go into the 100%. backyard for us, Bob. 
I mean, you right, really, yeah. you really so, got an experience going here. That I'm just looking at, like the so, fire pit, you know, the cornhole. It's just, it's cool. The backyard gets a lot of sun, so we wanted to create areas where people could sit and kind of just get out of the sun, be in the sun, you know, vice versa, do whatever they want, but just have a lot of different areas. Because we figured maybe six people will be staying in the house, but maybe there might be more people coming over to do stuff. So we wanted to put a bunch of extra chairs around the gas fire pit and make sure it looks great. Little, you know, we added a little, some black metal chairs for drinking coffee in the morning. Uh, up on the main deck, we have some nice, you know, couches where people can kind of sit around and talk and chat. Um, just creating those individual experiences. And, you know, to be honest, like uh, a couple of times, um, we have like a backyard cam, you know, and, and the cam will go off, you know, when there's motion or something like that. And one time it was just left on, like on for some reason. And I, uh, saw these people they came out into the backyard and they opened it up and it alerted the cam and it alerts my phone and the person was just like like this they go oh my god like and then she's like honey you gotta come take a look at this backyard that's you've awesome. got it he's like what what and he walks out he's like oh my god he was like we are going to party in this house and i was like no 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 <laughs> no parties you know but it's like and then so i i checked back a couple of times they had some people over there barbecue and it looked like they were playing jenga they were playing cornhole they were sitting around the chairs it looked like you know a really cool time i was like they're not partying too hard because they're a bunch of older people but you know the point of it is is that's the feeling you want to create when you walk outside and you create that outdoor experience. That's really cool, man. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. It is cool. And now even outside, like, you know, in the pictures you're looking at there, there's there's a big giant pergola. If you go to the very last pictures um, in it, we just created this pergola uh, structure and we put a nice big table out there and we've got a TV out there for people that come into town for football games and stuff. We figured they're probably sports fans. So they probably would want to be watching the game and doing stuff if they can't go to the, the football game or maybe a couple, but they still might want to enjoy and look at the, uh, you know, watch the TV outside and have a good time. There's the pergola. Yeah. Yeah. That's that cool. So you sweet. got a TV on that, that wood wall there. Yeah, we got a TV and then we got a big giant table that's like sits up at bar height so you can sit around it and you can put a lot of people around this thing. It's 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 like an eight foot table and you can just stack people around it and just hang out out there so people can be playing cornhole. People can be playing Jenga. You can be watching that. And we've got a big cooler that sits out there. It's just such a fun thing. I mean, Here, here's what somebody might be going. thinking as they're watching this, especially if you're if you're uh, checking out the pictures and watching the video here. Did you overdo it? Did you spend too much money? Is this really gonna give you a return on investment? Yeah, so recent reviews um, with the property, they've all talked about this backyard. I mean, it's every, any review, like people are just, this backyard's amazing. Or if maybe it's the private reviews that they're telling us, you know, they're like, oh my God, this backyard, it's, it's great. Um, let me see. Uh, this one review says, great house, perfect location, visiting you about great for a family gathering with lots of entertaining area in the backyard. Very comfortable. Shelly was easy to correspond with. This home is adorable. The three bedrooms were all comfortable. See, that's great things to hear. The backyard is a 10. My kids love the backyard, Jenga and cornhole. Everything is immaculately clean. The home was clearly remodeled with care and style. Those are the types of reviews you want, right? Because that's yeah. just gonna keep churning stuff. And I'm telling you, man, it looks way better now than it even does in these photos, which I'm thinking 
I haven't optimized it enough, you know? And does the backyard cost money? I mean, people are gonna be like, oh my God, you spent so much money on this backyard. We spent money over time, right? Like there was a time where there was no backyard. You know, there was a time where I was airbnb this house out and all it had was that upper deck and then the rest of it was just rough, old grass, you know, from the house after I bought it because I just hadn't got the yard yet. And then after I did that deck, I poured, one year I poured the big concrete patio and then I had that, you know, and then I went and tore out all the grass and laid down fabric because I didn't want to maintain the grass and have it cut every week and put in a bunch of pea gravel and create a cool experience, you know, for people to be able to walk on and stuff like that. And, and so it's just, you don't have to do all this stuff. Like people be like, Oh, I can't do it. It's going to cost me thousands of dollars. That's, this isn't house hacking for me and do it. It's just thinking about those things. Your house doesn't have to look like my house, but you should be focusing on like improving it and optimizing it and thinking if I were to create an amazing experience with my house, you know, what would that be? But you know, we could keep talking for, hours upon hours upon hours about this and all the little details and i know right you know it's, it's just, never ending dude it's never ending like i could go on for days about this topic and so hopefully we've at least given the nuts and bolts of what to do how to style how to make sure that your you know place is staged and thinking about the experience first man yeah grando you know what it's awesome i'm glad that we were able to show people uh, a live product that you've been working on for how many years has it been that you've been working on this particular uh, i bought that place in 2017 gutted it back to studs got it back to life around 2018 mid 2018 was living there and then said okay now how do i optimize this for airbnb why i so it's it's not like you said it's literally i mean three four years in the in the works and now i mean give give them a because i want them to know that your place is the ritz carlton okay after seeing it like that um what what do you make i mean how much do you hope to make a year off of that place like what were you making on day one when it was like a crappy backyard and it was like beat up grass and like what are you making today after spending this money how has it increased your revenue you know because revenue by design man right so this is actually good so initially starting um i was getting 150 a night out of it right so back in the day but i was getting 150 a night out of it because of proximity the location of where it was at what or up to 200 um and it had house wrap on the outside and people were renting it the front porch was like half sunken and people were like <laughs> oh, oh my god like i i was pleasantly surprised when i walked through the door because basically in a nice way saying the outside looks so bad i wasn't sure what was going to happen here. <laughs> you know and i was like i don't care i'm gonna rent it and then i'll fix That's it up awesome, you know, and, and do that so yeah so it went from that to this transition over time and, and one cool thing was uh, a couple came a few years, you know, right when that happened, it had house wrap and they stayed there for about 10 days. And then they messaged us, hey, can we rent your place again? We're coming back. Oh God. And we're like, yeah. And we, I didn't even think we had like really good photos at that time. They came back and their their next room was like, oh my God, the outside of this place looks amazing. When we were first stayed in, it had house wrap on the outside and no front porch and all this stuff. And so it's just been a progression over time. And That's I think awesome. it's a good thing. So, I mean, so that place will generate probably about it, it, you know, it's, we're about 70% booking because we stay there, 60 to 70% booking because we stay there. But it should generate upwards of 70, 75,000. And our out of pocket, you know, total maximum out of pocket's about 30,000. Wait, 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 so wait, wait, wait. $75,000 of yeah. revenue a year? Now that's gross, mm-hmm. not net, right? Yeah, 75 gross. And our out of pockets is anywhere from, you know, 30 to 35,000. I don't really so quite 30 know. Grand? So 30 grand? 
30 yeah, grand. Like, so if I'm sitting yeah. there going, man, should I rent out my house? Should I do what Bob's doing? I might be able to add 30 grand to yeah. my bottom line, to my income. Well, and if you think like if you're just house hacking and you want to cover your mortgage payment to free up your income so you could buy other investments, like you're now no longer paying a mortgage payment every month. How much, wow. you know, how long will it take for you to buy another investment when you're not making a mortgage payment every month? Wow, Bob, like that's... That's awesome. I mean, that's awesome for people. I hope you you caught that because if you want to get into the the game of real estate investing, I just think we nailed the first and the best strategy for you to, to implement because it's about as least risky as you could possibly get when it comes to real estate investing. And Bob has added additional $30,000 in income on his bottom line. Like if that doesn't help you, I don't know what will. And he's gone from, what was it, 150 bucks a night to now what are you renting that place for? Uh, the, the minimum right now is 300, but during peak times we'll get four, 450. Oh my gosh, man, that's awesome. So he's invested in this awesome uh, revenue by design. He has a, an amazing experience that you, know, you can go and, and find this property and, uh, and we'll probably share the link on our Facebook page. But you can go and check out this property and you can see the reviews. This is for real. This isn't fake. And he's gone from 150 bucks a night to $300, $400 a night because of the experience by design that he's created and that Shelly has created. You know what? That's what it's all about. We got to go here because... You know what? We could talk about this for 10 hours. But the thing is, is that we um, design is so important, whether it's in flipping, whether it's in rental properties, whatever it is, that I'm actually just set up uh, an interview with my designer who helps me design million dollar plus properties. And I'm really excited about that. And you know what? I think, Bob, we got to get Shelly on because Shelly, I know she's the brains behind a lot of these different touches. I mean, you're a good looking guy and you know your design, but Shelly, Shelly's the queen, right? Yeah, that's so true. Man. <laughs> so I think we got to get Shelly on and we got to have uh, go even deeper into just, you know, what her thoughts are about that. But again... Shelly is going to be helping us create some really awesome guidebooks if you're out there and you want to actually execute and, and take action on this strategy. And that'll be all in our value driven investor community. But for today, well, I think we just gave you guys a little bit of a taste of what it would be like if you want to do a house hack for a short term rental property. Because at the end of the day, staging for the experience of it is what it's all about. All right, we'll catch you at the next on the next podcast. Thanks a lot, Grandel. That was awesome. Thanks for listening to the Value Driven Investor Podcast, where we lead by giving. For more information about our community and what's new, visit valuedriveninvestor.com. The Value Driven Investor Podcast was produced by Digital Legend Media in Minneapolis. Build your legend, digitallegendmedia.com.